0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Atlanta Braves have everything on paper that they need in order to win a World Series in 2023. But if they're going to do that, Ronald Coonan Jr., has to be back to his MVP form, and Charlie Morton has to have a resurgent season on the mound. We'll talk about those two keys as well as some of your keys for the Braves to win a World Series in 2023 on this episode of Locked On Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Amastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also, make sure you follow the website, or the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Make sure you check out my website, shortstopball.com, where you can get some of my other work as well. Thanks as always for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. We post episodes daily, five days a week, Monday through Friday, and we're free and available on all platforms. We're on YouTube as well. And if you are watching on YouTube and you're new, please do me a favor, hit that subscribe button. You're watching this video, hit that thumbs up button to help support the show. On today's podcast, I'm going to be giving you my biggest keys for the Braves to win a World Series in 2023. They have everything on paper that they need, a deep lineup. We talked about all the strengths of this team on yesterday's podcast, and it's a powerful, deep lineup. It's a deep bullpen, a deep rotation, solid defensively in most places. This is a team that is built to win now and win a World Series, but In order to do that, there are certain things that need to go right for the Braves in 2023 to hold up that piece of metal at the end of the year. And I'm going to start with my biggest key, and then I'm going to get into some of your keys here later as well. But the number one key to winning a World Series in 2023 for the Braves for me is an MVP version of Ronald Acuna Jr. If we can get him back to that MVP level It is just going to make things go so much smoother. Plus, I just selfishly really want to see it. You go back to 2021, Ronald Acuna was on an MVP pace. If he stays healthy that year, I fully believe he wins the MVP award. When he got injured, he was slashing 283, 395, 596 slugging percentage, an OPS of 990, 24 home runs, 17 stolen bases, potentially on his way to at least a 40-30 season, if not 40-40 with a big second half in stolen bases, a 157 WRC+. Plus. Again, there is no doubt in my mind if he stays healthy that entire year, he wins the MVP. Now, last year, coming back from that injury, he was still a great player, well above average, but not a superstar. He was not back to that MVP level. And obviously, if you watch the break throughout 2022, you know how much of a struggle it was for him with all of the nagging injuries coming off that ACL surgery that he had and just never fully felt like he got back to being himself. We saw signs of it here and there, and I've talked about this multiple times. Everything was there except for the lift. He was still hitting the ball hard, Just not getting a ton of lift on the baseball, not getting those home runs, slashed 266, 351. So still getting on base at a very high clip, but a 413 slugging percentage, 15 home runs, did have 29 stolen bases, but just a, I say just a 114 WRC plus, which for his standards, which are usually, you know, WRC plus over 150, 114 seems somewhat mediocre for him and a 764 OPS, which is obviously very low from what we would expect from Ronald Acuna Jr. Now he's still just 25 years old for all of the upcoming season. He's young. He's now fully healthy from that ACL injury that he had. There's probably still going to be a couple of nagging things that come up here or there just as a result of that, but I think now he has a better understanding of how to manage that and play through it and when to take a break and take a step back. But I think for the most part, just from his own words, he is 100% ready to go. No more excuses. Again, his own words, no more excuses. So I am super excited to see him get back to himself in 2023 and even more so just to see a more confident and happy version of Ronald Acuña Jr. when he is playing the game that he loves and he is having fun and you can see it it is just it's a it's fun for fans to see that and we didn't really get to see that last season it just it was not a fun season for him he couldn't get back to that level that he's used to playing yet and he just kept having nagging injuries come up and he'd sit out you know two or three games in a row as the Braves were rightfully being cautious with him. So I think those limitations will be off of him this offseason or this coming up season, and I think he'll be ready to go. And we also need his defense. He was not good last year defensively, and again, rightfully so. I'm sure he was told to take it easy in the outfield, but I go back to even a play in the postseason, that first inning where Max Freed struggling a ball that drops in front of him that if Acuna's fully healthy in a full go, he probably gets to that ball. And maybe that inning, that game goes a little differently. I'm not putting all of that on Acuna for sure. Max Freed was not right in that game. But there was just there were plays like that throughout the season where it just felt like Acuna was so close to getting to some of these balls. If he was a hundred percent, he would have so we need that plus defense back from him in right field. The arm was still there, still has a cannon of an arm but need to see him showing off that range, being able to cover those balls down the right field line. So hopefully we get that back from Acuna as well. But if he is at an MVP level, like I think he will be, that's going to be a huge boost to this Braves team. Now, my number two key to winning a World Series in 2023 is a return to form for Charlie Morton. He was a top of the rotation pitcher in 2021, um, still, you know, even in his advanced age at 30, 37 at the time. But in 2021, a 334 ERA, a 1.04 whip, 185 and two thirds innings, and 216 strikeouts. That is top of the rotation stuff, a number two at the very least. That's who he was in 2021 until he got the injury, obviously, the broken leg in the World Series. And even in the postseason that year in 2021, 16 and two-thirds innings, 11 hits. He didn't walk 10 batters, which is highly unusual, but only allowed six earned runs and 22 strikeouts in those 16 and two-thirds innings. So a 324 ERA and a 126 whips. So again, still very good in the postseason and that veteran presence. But as I mentioned, as you know, broke his leg in that first World Series game. Came back last year, and it was just inconsistent, highly inconsistent. A 434 ERA, a full run higher than it was the previous season. A 1.23 whip. Still gave you 172 innings, still gave you over 200 strikeouts. So the one thing you you can still say about Charlie is he goes out there, he gives you those innings, and still racks racks up those strikeouts. And – talked about the inconsistency. He had 13 starts where he gave up two earned runs or less. So there were still nearly half of his starts where he was really good. But in a lot of the other starts it was it was just not what we expect from him. Only four starts that he gave up more than four earned runs, but 10 starts where he gave up four earned runs. And that is certainly not what we've come to expect from Charlie Morton. It was just inconsistency all year long and hopefully now that he's fully healthy a regular offseason as he alluded to and spring training we see a charlie morton that more resembles what we saw in 2021 i think we'll get that he'll need to cut down on the walks need to cut down on the home runs and obviously with that hopefully better command but you go back and i tweeted this out on wednesday you look at his chart and his heat map of where all of his pitches were. And I I did a side-by-side with 2021 and 2022. And you can clearly see all the red in the middle of the zone for his fastball and curveball. He just was not did not have great command of it. And when he missed, he was missing either out over the heart of the plate or he was hitting somebody in the back foot. So hopefully, again, now with a fully healthy offseason to prepare, he can get better control of that command to be more like the 2021 Charlie Morton who is that veteran presence atop the rotation which is big for helping mentor the other guys which I, w- I think is why the Braves brought him, brought him back but also just that postseason experience that he has I think is certainly important for the Braves to make a deep run and win a World Series. So those are my two biggest keys. There are also a couple other keys just far as team-wise that I want to talk about in- including not falling behind early and having to scramble your way back to either win the division or get in the postseason, and then also some great Twitter responses to what your biggest keys are for the Braves winning a World Series this year. We'll talk about those next. The NBA season is getting ready to wrap up, so now is the perfect time to download the FanDuel app, America's number one sportsbook, because new cu- customers right now can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. You can also get on some preseason MLB action predicting Win totals, MVP, Cy Young awards, and all of that. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, this week we've talked about the biggest weaknesses for the Braves going into 2023. we talked about the biggest strengths for the Braves, so make sure you go back and give those a listen. If you haven't already, on Friday, we'll do our traditional Friday mailbag podcast, so look out for my tweet from the main Twitter account of this podcast on Thursday afternoon and reply with your questions there to be answered on the show. Getting back into the biggest keys for the Braves to win a World Series this upcoming season, and there's two more for me just overall. One of those is consistency from start to finish, and some of you mentioned this on Twitter as well. But the last couple of years, the Braves have dug themselves in a hole and they've had to fight and claw back out of it in 2021. It helped that nobody else really took off, so they didn't have to fight too hard at the end in order to win the division and get in the postseason, but last year, and this is an excuse, and I know it is, but I just feel like the team had to fight so hard to come back and win that division that they were spent at the end of the year, and you could see it in that last series in Miami, and then obviously going up against the Phillies, who were the hot team at the time. They were just spent. It was not the team that we had watched play for the last you know, three or four months. So in 2023, I just want to see them be more consistent from start to finish. Don't dig yourselves a hole. Continually play consistent, good baseball all year long. Easier said than done, I know, but something I think this team can do because it's that talented. Try to avoid those three-game losing streaks or any type of long losing streak. And just continue, as Bobby Cox always said, win series. So that's something that's always going to be prudent for a team trying to win a division, trying to win a World Series, and then obviously being healthy and being hot at the right time. We've seen prime examples of this the last two years that a team who is healthy and who is hot when postseason begins has a really good chance to reach and win the World Series. We saw it with the Braves in 2021, they were the hottest team and the best team at the time postseason came around in 2021. They rode that to the World Series and a World Series championship. The Phillies were a hot team last year, and they blew through the postseason and reached the World Series before they ran into the Astros, who I think were just a juggernaut last year. So, you know, this team, again, it's good enough on paper to win a World Series, but some things have to go your way. And I fully believe that last year's team was good enough to win a World Series. I think they were better than the 2021 version that did win a World Series, but they were banged up in the pitching staff with Freed and Strider in the postseason, and the bats just weren't hot going in. So it's all about timing and health when it comes to winning a World Series. Now, looking at some of the responses on Twitter. There's some great ones out there. Joey Milby says six, seven, eight in the lineup, aka second base left field DH. If Ozzy can come back to being Ozzy and then we can be average and left and DH, we have the best lineup one through nine in baseball. I'm hoping some of the newer names can get a chance once the season starts. So I do think that is certainly a key. I have very few worries about the top of the lineup, but if the bottom of the lineup can get going, it just makes this team so much more. Deadly hunter, Hunter Mayer says Charlie Morton being a sub 3 5 ERA guy. So, again, kind of one of my keys is Charlie Morton getting back to 2021 form where, where he was a sub 3 5 ERA guy, and I think he can do that. Jason says, I think we need Ron Acuna Jr. and Ozzy to stay healthy all season. Left field shortstop need to be MLB average, and either Soroka, health, or Anderson need to own the five spot in the rotation. And I like all of those there from Jason. I love the fact he mentions Ronald and Ozzie because I mentioned Ronald playing and having fun, which we didn't just, we didn't get to see a lot of last year. And I think part of that's Ozzie not being there. And we've discussed with Freeman leaving and Dansby leaving the last two years now, who's going to be that leader in the clubhouse. I think it's Travis Darno. I think Charlie Morton is on the pitching side, but also Ozzie Albies just the lightheartedness that he has and the fun, loving guy that he is. I think that's needed in the clubhouse, and I think that was missing last year. So I think having him and Ronnie back just out there playing around, having fun is going to be a big boost. And I like the fact you said we just need something average from left field and shortstop because I agree. If we can just have average production out of those two positions, I don't need Von Grissom to be a six-win player like Dansby was last year, because I think Acuna is going to be even better. I think Ozzy is going to help out the second base position from last, from what we had last year. So just be average at those two positions. I'm not really worried about anything else. And I love this comment from Becca here as well. And a lot of you echoed this, co- this same sentiment. And Becca says, it could be argued that Strider, Harris, Grissom, and Wright were sort of a pleasant surprise that we weren't counting on for last season this year we are counting on them. We need those guys to stay on top of their game and prove that last year's accolades weren't just flukes. This is a great point from Becca, and again, there were others who said the same thing. Those guys came out of nowhere last year to help the Braves come back, win 101 games, and win the division. Now we're expecting those guys to be who they were last year, and what if one of them regresses? I've talked about the the fact of of Kyle Wright or not the fact but the idea that Kyle Wright could regress some with the shift going away because of his high ground ball rate Grissom you know I don't know that he necessarily regressed he had a you know a down September for sure but it was still such a short sample size I'm not expecting much out of him but I think it's more so Strider Harris and Wright I mean Strider and Harris were one two Rookie of the Year, Strider was pitching at a Cy Young level. Harris was performing at an MVP level. Can we expect that out of them in their sophomore season? So, I think those guys. I think it's, I think it's okay to say they could regress, but they can't regress to the fact that they're below average. And I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I, you know, I'm very high on both of those guys, but we just can't have them falling off a cliff. We need them to still be. Really good players, but perhaps not Cy Young and MVP level like they were playing at last year. Jay Goldie says, players get hot and stay healthy in October. We talked about that one. Certainly a key to any team winning in the in the postseason and winning the World Series. And then Chip Hendricks says, starting pitching, it's always that. Everything else falls into place when you have great starting pitching. And I think that is certainly true. You know, as big as the offense was in that 2021 World Series with the home runs uh, and just, you know, the big offensive profile that the Braves had, they still had great pitching. And a lot of it coming from the bullpen and the big, you know, four guys that they had there in the night shift. But, you know, Max Fried bridging that gap. Ian Anderson having a good postseason. And Charlie Morton before the injury being good as well in the rotation. And then a surprise start from Kyle Wright. In the world series, or he came in in relief, but uh, pitching is certainly key to winning a world series, and you need your pitching healthy at the right time. And so, I'm curious to see how the Braves manage that throughout the season to make sure those guys are fresh and ready to go come October. Because I think this team on paper is good enough to, I don't want to say just breeze through the regular season, but it would be a shock to me if they're not at least a wild card team. So making sure that you have your pitchers ready to go for the postseason. I think is going to be very key, and I'm curious to see how the Braves manage that with some of these players. All right, next, I want to talk about Wednesday's game. Dylan Dodd went up against an all-star lineup from the Dominican Republic and ran into a little bit of trouble in the third inning. We'll discuss that next. On Wednesday, the Atlanta Braves went up against the Dominican Republic, and the World Baseball Classic is underway. watched a couple of games already. In fact, the Netherlands were on late um, on Tuesday night, stayed up and watched some of that game, and Chadwick Trump came through with a big two-out, two-RBI hit that lifted the Netherlands over Cuba. So it was really exciting to see that. We're going to get Ron Acuna and Venezuela going up against this Dominican Republic lineup. On Saturday, that's going to be a game you don't want to miss. But the Braves got to see the World Baseball Classic favorite on Wednesday, and Dylan Dodd had to go up against that lineup and looked pretty solid through the first two innings, gave up one hit, struck out a couple of batters, and then things started to fall apart on him in that third inning. Those hitters saw him a second time, fell behind some hitters, walked a couple, he ended up walking three, ended up giving up five earned runs. And they tattoo some balls. Like I said, he started to fall behind hitters, and when you fall behind hitters, professional hitters, all-star type hitters, then you're going to be in some trouble. You know, no matter how good your pitches are. So, again, a really tough test for Dylan Don. I'm not going to base his, you know, position in the starting pitching depth rotation off of this. I was really excited and curious. Wish I could have seen it, but we didn't have a stream of it um so it was just listening on radio but I was excited to see how he would do and um you know went probably about as expected so um again still really high on dylan Dodd as a mid rotation type of starter and excited to see what he can do this year for the braves still my rookie of the year pick for the braves in 2023 eli white continues to hit i mean i don't know what else to say unfortunately for this guy i think he's going to be out of the opening day roster just for the fact that he has options and other guys like Sam Hilliard don't. So, uh, But the guy's doing all that he can. He ha- he went one for three on Wednesday, started in right field. He has six hits and 17 at-bats so far this spring. Another outfielder that we're going to have to start talking about is Forrest Wall. Seven hits and 18 at-bats this spring. And Snick keeps putting him at the top of the lineup whenever he rolls out this B squad as they did on Wednesday where there's not a lot of starters in there. And Forest Wall has five stolen bases this spring, including two on Wednesday with that big speed. Not a lot of power out of Forest Wall, but if he can hit and continue to get on base like he has been with that speed, could be a real weapon. The Braves did use three of their big relievers after Dylan Dodd on Wednesday's game. Joe Jimenez had a rough one. He only got one out. Uh, so not a great appearance for him. Mentor gave up two hits but struck out the side. Iglesias walked two but struck out two and didn't give up any runs. And that's what's so great about the Braves relievers is they can come in. Maybe they don't have it, which Iglesias didn't have it when he first came in. Walked a couple batters, was missing the zone, but they have strikeout stuff to be able to get out of those jams unscathed. Mentor striking out the side, so. That's what's so impressive about these Braves bullpen arms is they have the ability to get themselves out of jams because they can be so dominant with the strikeout. Now, I would prefer them not to come in and give up a couple hits and walk a couple batters. But, you know, they're just a couple of pitches away from getting out of it. Not really any news to get to on Wednesday. So I'm going to jump into the chat comments here. Um. AG7 says, What would you say is more crucial? Guys like Acuna, Ozzy, Morton, Ian bouncing back after down years, or breakout stars like Harris, Wright, and Strider not regressing? That is a great question. I would say, guys, because I I picked these as my top two keys. So I would have to go to the first one and say Acuna, Ozzy, and Morton and Ian bouncing back because. If Acuna bounces back, he's an MVP. If Ozzy bounces back, he's an all-star. If Morton bounces back, he's a top of the rotation pitcher. If Ian bounces back, he's at least a middle of the rotation pitcher. So we know what those guys can be, and that's all-star level type. So I think those guys bouncing back is more crucial. Um, Blake Nelson finally made it to a live stream. Thank you so much for joining, Blake. Um, Kang San San Kim says finding a fifth starter is the key. I think the Braves have some good options, but I do agree they need to find one and hopefully one that will stick. You remember last year that was a problem for the Braves until Strider finally entered that fifth starter role, and especially where Ian was struggling, Braves could not find that fifth starter. So identifying that, somebody stepping up in that role, I think will be a big key. Uh, Blake, Blake Newsom watching some World Baseball Classic tonight uh, watching the australia game when i get off here recording this i can't wait to jump into some of that action i have a lot of fun with it i get it a lot of united states fans don't care too much about it but i love watching it for the other countries who really do get into it and it's a lot of fun Hines says one of the biggest keys will be having one of michael soroka ian or elder breaking away from the pack and emerging as a starter we feel good about plus charlie morton having a bounce back season certainly agree with that and we've touched on some of those. Kenneth Clark says the bullpen needs to shine in 2023 and starting pitching needs to rise for 2023 and bats need to be on fire. Everything's got to be going, Kenneth. Uh, But yes, I I do agree with that. Um, Heinz says, one last question. If you could pick one more free agent for the Braves to add disregarding their cost, who would you choose and why? I'd choose Jerickson Profar or Jose Iglesias. I'd probably go Profar and I was not Big on him at the beginning of the offseason just because I thought his cost would be too much. With But with where we are now, I mean, to get a guy like that, you know, can play all over and play multiple positions and the versatility that he gives you and, you know, a decent bat, I'd probably say Profar would be my choice as well. Uh, Lex Rollins says, I think the starting pitching has too many question marks. You have two pitchers that you can count on. I feel too many of the young starters need to have that dependable third pitch I would disagree with you and I talked about this yesterday on my biggest strengths for the Braves I think their starting pitching depth is definitely one of their biggest strengths look I think Martin's going to bounce back even if Kyle Wright regresses some I think he's going to be a middle of the rotation pitcher I'm very high on Strider and I think you know Max Fried obviously doesn't have anything else to prove at this point he is going to be a good top of the rotation pitcher Jeffrey Humphreys, just want to thank you for your continuous, very in line insight to our Braves. Great job. Thank you so much, Jeffrey. That means a lot. Um, Mary Smith says, I want my Braves to get locked and loaded because I think that they can. I think they can as well. Marianne, I'm excited for this season. AG7 says, for anyone worried about Jimenez and Dodd getting rocked for the, versus the best team in the WBC, Dylan Cease gave up 11 runs in two-thirds of an inning versus the Royals. I missed. I missed that. Yeah, that is not a good look. Um, hey Adrian, thanks for joining the chat. Um, Blake Newsom says, Do you think some of the Braves' day game struggles last year aligned with a lot of the Odorizzi Ian starts? Um, I don't, I don't necessarily know off the top of my head. I had to go back and look as far as who was starting some of those games. That's that's still a big question mark. I don't know. And we think you know it was bad and it was not great, but they were only two or three games, I believe, under 500 in day games. So it's probably not as bad as it seemed. Um, But hard to really pinpoint the reason why a lot of times it was more so on the offense struggling to score runs. And I don't know if the Braves hitters just struggled more seeing the ball in the daytime, if that was something that was bothering them. But again, really hard to pinpoint exactly what was going on there. All right, that'll do it for this episode of Lockdown Braves. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every episode. Day Now go make your second listen to Lockdown Sports Today podcast where they're talking about the biggest stories of the day, giving instant reactions, big game retakes, and the take, big game recaps and the take of the day. Make sure you go check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you go check out this podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. You can follow me at shortstopball. Also make sure that you rate and review the Locked On Braves podcast, and we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network.